going on, guys? Welcome back to your favorite sports podcast on the internet. Clocks on the stove. Your usual host, myself, Mr. Grayson Fisher, with me and holding it down in South Florida, Mr. Zachary Watts. You. We. I got to admit, man, the weather outside has been not fun. I can only imagine what it's like landscaping in that, Zach. So if you want to give us a quick rundown on your uh, daily precautionary for make sure you your pale ass doesn't burn. What do you, what is yeah. your usual setup to make sure you yeah. survive? So this is actually a great thing. Cause I was thinking about this today. Cause I used to not be as prepared. I used to just raw dog the day. Um, but you know, as a 24 year old, your body, you're, you're, you're so young, but your body's not eight, 18 anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you're not get hit by a car and roll over type of thing anymore. So in my lunchbox every day, we've got the face sunscreen. Okay. That you like the stick. Yeah, we have the stick. We're doing the stick every day. We have SPF 50 and we have a SPF 30 like bronzer. So in case I'm feeling like I'm going to get extra sun that day, I do that. I always wear long sleeves and gloves and I have my heavy duty pants and boots. So, you know, we're fully protected. Mm-hmm. And then I have two hats. I have my normal like baseball hat. And then I have the bu- bucket brim hat with the neck guard. I like the neck guard. Down. I like the neck guard. And then we do. So what I do is. Every night before I go to sleep, I fill up my gallon jug and freeze it overnight because it's going to melt throughout the day anyway. Mm-hmm. I also bring my um, Camelback bottle of water and I keep it in my lunchbox with two ice packs and two freezing cold rags. So I okay. drench them in water and freeze them overnight. So then when I'm like today at work, the perceived temperature was like 103 degrees. I'm sweating my balls off. I need to put that cold rag on my face because I'm going to die. And then, you know, the Hispanics drive by and they're like, oh, yeah, gringo is like, you're too white for this. And I'm like, like, please. I'm like, I just need $250 at the end of the week. I need booze money. Like, please save me. But yeah, that's, that's it. And then I go and work a restaurant job afterwards, but you is know, it, it is do you, do you, is it, would you prefer to go when you go? Cause you go at like six in the morning. Do you prefer to go on an empty stomach or on a full stomach? Full every day. Okay. So every morning, this is the routine every morning. When we get to work, we load the truck and we go to Wawa and I get my sausage, egg and cheese burrito with a hash brown in it from Wawa. Very Zach Watts of you. I get a protein bar and I get a coffee. Now, if we leave the, if we leave early, me and Ryan will stop for some Starbucks, which by the way, the guy at Starbucks sassed me today. And I was like, I didn't realize I was getting shit from a guy who's making my coffee. So... <laughs> Let's relax, buddy. It's six yeah. in the morning. If I want sugar in my coffee, how about you just put sugar in my coffee? Well, okay? You said something like I want some cream and sugar, and he was like, "All right, this guy's a fucking pussy." Yeah, no. So this is what I did. I was like, "Yo, because uh, I'm not familiar with the Starbucks menu yet. Like, I'm just very simple." So I was just following around. I was like, "Yo, let me get like a caramel iced coffee with cream and sugar." And the way he like asked the question back to me, he goes, "You want sugar?" with the caramel syrup and i was like oh 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 okay sorry i didn't realize you had like i didn't realize your caramel syrup was just straight out of like a leprechaun's like tit like geez man like just give me give me a coffee give, how yeah, just give me, me something to wake me the fuck up yeah like it's five in the morning or it's five forty-five in the morning i don't want to be here um if you can't tell we're about to go do some lawn service so maybe we'll cut your yard and if you're lucky i won't shit in it just kidding. I don't do that. So any, any of our uh, customers out there, just know I'm not fertilizing your lawn for free. That'll yeah. cost you extra. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'll be a post-lunch activity. We need to get the we get the bowel stimulated with some coffee. Yeah, I've been, um, yeah, it's been it's been brutally hot outside. Um, if anyone's not a Florida listener, you would think that oh, I'm four hours north of Zach. It's got to be colder. That's just not. It just doesn't. It just, it's just. I think the whole state, the whole state is just like fuck you. Like I I go into my truck before work or like before practice. Which I usually practice in the morning before work. It's like 107 degrees inside my car. I'm like, nice, nice. And then where I work, the AC's been out for the month. So I'm just saying, I mean, khaki pants, a button down and nice shoes. And my back is just like, it looks like this water bottle. It's just yeah. damp. It's just damp. Here, here's also what I don't understand. There's a lot of MMA gyms out there that are like, oh, when we practice, we don't have the AC on. Are you, do you not realize where we are? like you know ringworm is a thing like we we get like we'll naturally get hot and sweaty we don't need extra help from not having ac now i don't know if you want to say because it like makes you hard david goggins look just be honest with yourself you're broke you don't want to pay the ac bill i'm I'm not a big fan of that when i trained at att their ac went out for like a month and he just didn't fix it because he was like we're losing weight and we're training i was like well we're deteriorating our muscles by not giving them enough hydration and also i'm scared to take a step forward because i'm gonna blow out my acl yeah, like, I'm not a big fan of it. Now, there's there's dog. Listen, there's always dog days. Like tonight, I'm sparring. It's gonna be nasty. I get that, but every single day, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Like I, I remember, I remember sparring and not moving because I was scared if I stepped and slipped, I was going to tear my knee. Yeah, or like I know you've seen those videos where like it'll be the guys in the gym and it's so like foggy inside from all the people sweating and it just looks so nasty. Like oh, dude, like. Don't put me in the room. And then you look in the corner and there's like an 11 year old who can't breathe. And he's just like, eh. the guy's like screaming at him. He's like, where's that dog? Where's that dog? And he's like, my mom sends me here for summer camp. Yeah, this is my after school activity. <laughs> he's like, please. <laughs> His mom picks him up and he's like, son, are you okay? And he's like, no. That's fucking awesome. But yeah, speaking on the MMA factor, there's a lot going on in the MMA world. There's always a lot, I feel like. So we get this weird. First of all, I want to talk about, I want to address this real quick and snip it in the butt. Everyone's talking about all these Bellator guys that have been listed on the UFC webpage. Um, guys, they're listed on the UFC webpage because they fought on a fight pass event. That is what that mm. means. Um, mm. AJ McKee's not going to the UFC. All these, th- all these guys that they're saying, oh, they're going to the UFC. Now, Michael Venom Page might actually go to the UFC. I don't know what's going to happen with that. He's a free agent. But all these guys they've been naming, it's because they competed in fight pass events. And, Bell- and like three of them, Bellator just announced they renewed their contract and people are trying to say they're going to the UFC. I just, I'm not buying it. I think it's clickbait. Um, I really do. The other thing, uh, let's talk about Paulo Costa backs out of his fight. Everyone's like, oh, wow, Paulo Costa, this, this, this. The guy's pulled out of so many. I mean, when was his last fight? Marvin Vittori? No, no, no. Uh, Luke Rockhold, right? Yeah. That was yes. forever ago. That was awesome, though. That was almost, that was almost a year ago. That was when Leon Edwards knocked out uh, Usman, which was in August. Which was in August. Yeah, uh, let's get Jamie on that. But now we have seen that in Abu Dhabi, I don't know the date, but we're going to get – I almost said Luke Rockwood. We're going to get Kamzat Chemaev. That was August 20th, 2022. Yeah. UFC 278. When Leon knocked out Usman. Damn, that was a year ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Hamzat's fighting Paulo Costa now. These guys beefed at the UFC PI. They talk a lot of smack. This is my thing on it. Look, I love the matchup. I think it's a great fucking matchup. Paulo's wrestling is is 
Paul's wrestling defense is solid, and they're both big boys. I don't think there's going to be a fight where Kamzat comes in and he's, like, significantly bigger. My thing is, though, these are two of the biggest flops in the game. They both back out of fights. They both say they're fighting people and never fight. It happens all the fucking time. Um, I saw a tweet, and I kind of agree with it. I won't get excited for this fight until they are both in the octagon, and that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I love the fight. It's just like they're both so inactive. I don't. I, it's just it's kind of frustrating when there's guys like Rob Whitaker and guys like that that are fighting all the time, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm reading this article right now. It's saying this was three hours ago. It says um, UFC's Kamzat Shmaya versus Paulo Costa fight rumor is a giant mess. No one actually knows what's going on. So it's not even cemented. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, bro. What? Dude, what is up with just the UFC and never being able to just cement fights? Like, for sure. Like, I swear, we see so many, like, fight rumors that get announced or, like, come out that, like, should happen and everyone gets excited for it. And then, like, two months go by and you're like, wait, wasn't that fight supposed to go down? Or like, oh, yeah, but it, it, it fell through. You know, what I think what I think would really save the sport is Francis should just keep announcing fake fights and then Dana will just have to like throw a fight out there like right away. I do think like, it's fucking hilarious that every time Francis is in the news, Dana drops news right after. Yeah, like, no shit. Like Dana, it's, not, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. Francis announced he's going to the PFL. Oh, well, we got uh, Sterling versus uh, uh, Sean. Sugar Sean. And then they announced some other big fight. And then they announced uh, Francis versus fucking uh, Fury. And they're like, well, we got John Jones or Stipe. Like literally both of those announcements happen within an hour of each other. Yeah. What Francis could announce that like he's gonna have a fight lined up afterwards, and Dana's gonna be like, "I got Mike Tyson fighting fucking Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk at the same time." Yeah. <laughs> gonna be like, what? We go. Um, I don't know if you know who this. Is. I think his name's Luke Christopher. I want to just make sure I'm correct before I go into this because I want to make sure I'm very factually correct in all my statements I'm about to make because this is kind of a big deal. It's a financial. Um, uh, the morning combat. I don't remember his name. It's it's the morning combat. It's got to have his name. I think it's Luke Christopher. Luke Thomas. Luke Thomas. He's a MMA uh, combat analyst for CBS, sometimes Showtime. He has a show called uh, Morning Combat. They broke down the numbers. And the UFC made more in 2022 than all other professional combat sports combined. They profited, not not made, profited. So that means that means they broke even and then made more over three hundred million dollars. They profited over three hundred million dollars. At number two was a boxing organization. I think it was Dazan with twenty million dollars. So they made two hundred and twenty million dollars more than the second combat sports person. And yet they're saying what Francis and John Jones wanted was too much. They were asking too much. Yeah. Apparently, I was watching people going back and forth about the Francis John thing. So the first like announcement that came out was that it was for $8 million for the fight. And then they were like, oh, like, wasn't enough. And then there were other people that were chipping in. They were like, they're like, it wasn't $8 million. It was eight figures. And then people were like, they're like, well, we've never heard of that money, like, coming into the UFC like there's no way that could be true and it's like well if you knew how much the UFC actually made like you wouldn't be as surprised 
the problem is we're just so used to fighters just not getting like as much money themselves like as they should like for example the new what it's not flyweight who's what's brandon marino's weight class oh uh uh yeah flyweight pantoha uh, yeah pantoha saying how he works uber and his happiest moment is now he gets an att card just to go in whenever he wants he's like i finally get to go whenever i want yeah He's like, I pay. He's like, I still do Uber though. He's like, I still like Uber. I'm like, bro, like you're, bro. you're a world champion. You're a world champion. Like you should never have to worry about money again, in my opinion. Like, yeah. For the rest of your life. Yeah. For the rest yeah. of your fucking life. Yeah. Honestly. But hey. Yeah. I don't think, and it sucks. And we always bitch about it. And there's people that are like, like I was talking to my buddy's dad the other day. He goes, well, when you fight for the UFC, you're fighting for the brand. Like the reason your name is, is because of the brand. Yeah. I was like, well, they have 300 million extra dollars. I think I could touch a little bit of that. You know, I think those guys. I think those guys can get a little bit of it personally. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's insane and nothing's going to change until there's a fighter's union. And the the issue is, and this is what people don't understand is there's two issues. The first issue is the guys at the top don't care because they're getting paid well. Your, your, your Poirier's and your Gaethje's and your McGregor's and your Chandler's, those guys are making a lot of money. They don't give a fuck. So they're not going to bitch out. And if, unless a superstar like that bitches out, it's not going to happen. And then you look at other guys that try to do it like Vitor Belfort, they get cut. You're just not cut. So like yeah. it's it's a fine line because the top of the top guys aren't bitching because they're making good money. So when the average guy does it, they just get rid of them. I do think eventually there'll be a fighters union. I think it's inevitable. I don't know if we will see it. In my opinion, the it's only inevitable, way- bro. It, it, there's no there's no professional sport in the world outside of MMA that doesn't have a fighters union yeah. or doesn't have a sport of players union. The way that I can only see it happening is it has to be so in the dark before it comes to light. Like there has to be so many people on board for it. Cause what ends up happening is one fighter will like bring up the like idea of it. And Dana like just turns into the CIA and just like blacklist them like yeah. immediately. Just like, you're gone. Yeah. Cause you never heard of you. Sorry. Like Dude, the best is Tyron Woodley is Tyron Woodley kept his mouth shut. Didn't say anything bad about Dana. Gets the belt, starts bashing him. Cause Dana can't just strip the belt from him. As soon as Tyron loses, he just feeds him murder after murder after murder after murder. Yeah, he was like, mm, he's like, we're gonna see you out very shortly. Yeah, he just there will, there will we'll be champ, no retirement. We'll champ, we'll champ, and then he's got mauled. Yeah, they're like, no retirement for you. Yeah, just that's that's literally what happened. Run out the door, and then I don't know if you saw this because this is since we're on the talk of like, hey, and this is another issue with it. Did you see what Sugar Sean was talking about when he went on Ariel Hawani's uh, MMA hour? Um, maybe if you refresh my brain. So he went on this week and he was talking about how Sean doesn't have a manager or like a production or an agent, anything along those lines. He yeah, does it. All the time. Right? Yeah. Cause he's like, why am I going to pay a guy 20% of my fight purse just for calling me and saying, Hey, we have a fight lined up. Dana can just call me like, look, I completely understand for lower level guys that maybe don't have the connections or like need to be able to like have someone to help them put their name out there i completely understand or like sean brought up if you just strictly don't like the business aspect side of things and you don't want to look at it at all i can understand that but you're already having an issue with money and you're gonna pay other people to handle what you do with your life like that i just i'm not really understanding like it now obviously there's a lot more that goes into it than just what we're bringing up it's not as simple as dana calling you and get hey you're gonna fight such and such date here's the money you're getting like and that's the bottom line like no like negotiations go into it and obviously like a lot of shit can go wrong because if you tell dana no he's gonna be like all right i'll pay you more money but you're gonna fight a murderer yeah he's like you're gonna, you're gonna die 
Like, pick your poison. I think I think when you're Sugar Sean's stature, stature, I think it's easier to not have an agent. I think until you're at that level, you kind of need one. It's just unless you're like at an ATT or at a Stanford or at an extreme couture where your coaches have that in and they can kind of do it for you. It's, it's really hard to be a no, a no name guy and run your own business because you just don't have the connections, you know, and you don't have the, you don't have the credentials to, to, to bargain enough. Now I do agree. Once you reach the top, I think it's pointless. I think it's pointless. I think Sugar Sean is a great example of he knows the game well enough. He knows his worth and he's obviously doing very good because he got a fucking contract extension. So, but I, I think you're right. I think if you're a middle-class guy, it's a little more needed, especially when, when, when you're Sugar Sean, you make enough money that you can focus on that side of things. When you're not Sugar Sean, you kind of, some of these guys have other jobs. They're raising a family. Like it, it's, it's a nice, yes, you're losing money, but it's an easy distract. It's, it's, you're paying for time in an aspect, if that makes sense. But I do agree at the top. I think it's pointless. I think it's pointless. Yeah. Um, the other thing I, we've got to bring up, which is actually kind of crazy that we didn't bring it up, is Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill tearing his Achilles. And did you see how he tore it? No. It was in a celebrity basketball game. It was in a celebrity basketball game. It was like UFC fighters versus another sport. I can't remember what it was. And his Achilles ruptured. It's supposed to be um, it's supposed to be like a year, year-long recovery. And the thing that hurts him is that your Achilles is a weight-bearing muscle. So the heavier you are, the longer it takes to recover because it's more weight bearing on it. And Jamal Hill ain't a small guy. So and you, you typically never come back the same. Never. Like, yeah. You, some people don't even walk the same after. Yeah. Like here, here's another thing that I have a problem with that. Have you heard of any other celebrity sporting event having as much injuries as a celebrity basketball game? You have Tom Segura nearly destroying his entire body playing yeah. a game. Like you always have, like, I swear to God in every sport, they're like, oh, such and such is out for the season because they got hurt playing pickup basketball. Guys, if you are not, if you are an athlete in another sport, do not pick up a basketball or you will, you're just going to ruin your life. Like that, there's just no point. It is like, super sad though, dude, because he came from nothing and he worked so hard to get that belt and then he doesn't even get to do anything with it. But this does line up. Pereira versus Jan might be a little heavier of a match than we think you know look i'm not i'm not saying i'm not trying to put any bad blood out there but i'm not saying i may or may not be saying that Pereira may have spilled some water on the floor of a basketball game somewhere i just don't think he beats yon i think i mean we'll get into that next week for that pod um but yeah it's just very unfortunate for jamal hill it sucks um and it also sucks that ufc is probably not going to help him financially or medically <laughs> during this time so yeah. it just it's, it's just a very unfortunate situation yeah. Um. The only other MMA news I could really think of is we got. Oh, I got I got two things. Okay. Number one, um, so we finally have reached the point where we don't have to watch Holly Holm in a main event anymore. Yes. Um. So congratulations, UFC fans, you've survived. Um. With that being said, there's plenty of other quality fights that go on around a main event. So don't just miss out on a card just because the main event's bad. Make sure you study your fight cards. Well, that whole your... card sucked, but yeah. Yeah, there were some quality fights, though. Um, on the, But, um, like, just some of the fights on that card, and look, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole here, but the quality of fights they had on that card specifically catered towards, like, the women aspect fights I'm referring to. 
You had one that got memed on because a girl got punched in the face and, and turned around and, and sprinted away. away. That I've never seen that in my life. Was it hilarious? Yes. Did that make plenty of clippable content? Yes. Does that need to be happening in the UFC? No. Um, and then you have Holly Holm, who's what, 40-something years old? And got a contract extension. And got a contract extension for God knows what reason. And, like, look, you have plenty of other women fighters that are deserving of main event standards and will put on a show for fans. But it shouldn't be one of those, like, oh, we've had so many male co- like male main events in it a row. Be forced. It shouldn't be forced. It should be yeah. – these are two very good girl fighters, and the, the the time slot we have for them, there's not a main event. Let's make it. It shouldn't yeah. be like, oh, we've had seven guy fights, main events in a row. We need to have a girl fight. Like, no, that you're discrediting the women at that point as well, too. Yeah, it's kind of like a slap in the face. It's more like a here's like here's like a oh, you didn't really earn it, but you're just like the right person for the job kind of deal. Like it's very it's very like a backhanded compliment kind of thing. And I get it gives them the chance to prove themselves on a big stage, but I just feel like it's a huge disservice. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of it per se, but I doubt I see it changing. You know, I don't, I don't. Yeah. You know, uh, that's it. We've been talking about the, the UFC fight cards and how they're just, we need to just not have as many of them. And that I, you can't really blame for once the UFC, you got to kind of blame ESPN on that. Um, but it is what it is. We're not going to do too much from that. Yep. By the way, we didn't cut the pod because I said some outlandish shit because I know it cut off. At a very <laughs> <weird time. laughs> so I was thinking about that. I was like, you're going to be watching the pod. I'm going to be talking about women's fighters and then it's just going to cut out and you're going to be like, whoa, like, what did he say about that? That did not happen. Grayson got a phone call. Yeah, I got a phone call. I got a phone call. Yeah. I swear. I swear. I got yeah. A yeah. We're not painting me to be the bad guy here. I I love I love. Well, we support you, women you, fighters. We support yes. women fighters. There are a lot of women that could beat my ass. Now I will admit, before I started going to the gym, I was convinced any girl under a hundred, <laughs> under one hundred thirty five pounds could not touch me. I trust me. There are a lot of women out there that would whoop my ass if they wanted to. Yeah, Anywho, bad bitches out there. But yeah, let's um let's 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 trickle off of the MMA. No, it's pretty much everything we have to touch on for that. Um, DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans. It is not a done deal, but the contract has been sent both ways. From what I'm hearing, it's verbally agreed. Zach, give us your thoughts on this move. Did you see it coming? What are your thoughts on it? How will this affect LeBron's legacy? Just the whole nine yards. All right. So I think the most important ESPN topic to address first is the LeBron legacy question. Um, Quite clearly, uh, I don't know. Uh, but shout out his SB speech. That shit was goaded. I didn't hear um, it. To be honest. Yeah, it, it was very like cinematic. Like he, he really just was. I, I hate how we're actually talking about LeBron right now. But um, <laughs> he literally was just like, I don't know if I can give this game my all, but lucky for the, lucky for you, I still got more in me. And everyone was like, Oh my god, LeBron! Oh like, my oh my god, whip, whip your dick out, please. <laughs> and then that was it. And then it was like, Okay, he's playing another year. Anyway, back to the D Hop situation. You know, I feel like a lot of people are caught up in today's kind of environment within like our four major sports of like ring chasing or like every time you want to move to another team, like, oh, you're only going to go to a winner. And I know D-Hop did say like one of his requirements was he wants to play on a contender. So like immediately in everyone's mind, it's like Bills, Chiefs, like 49, like some team like that, like, and he ends up going to the Texans. But some of his other requirements were 
or Titans, excuse me, where he wanted a consistent head coach and management that had good repertoire or um, good standing with the players and the coaching staff. That was one of his asks and a quarterback that he wanted to develop with or like get consistent with. And his landing spot was Tennessee. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to a team for money purposes. There's nothing wrong with going to a team for um, ring chasing purposes. Like I don't see anything wrong with that. Like it's your legacy. Like you should be able to do what you want to do with it. But at the same time, when a guy doesn't go to like the best team available to him or the best team possible, people suddenly think like, Oh, that was a mistake. Like, no, like the dude definitely did his due diligence and his process. Like he was, he had how long to decide on a team to go to. And make a deal like that's just what it was. And the money wasn't crazy because it's not bad know, money. Thought, it's not bad money. I think it's yeah, exactly one for two years. Yeah. And it's not crazy. But, you know, I saw a lot of people like because I'm a Boston sports fan. I saw a lot of Patriot pages talking about, well, we just extended a backup tight end, Johnny Smith, to like one more year and like $10 million more. Johnny Smith, I'm referring to more than DeAndre Hopkins quarterback. Like, why weren't we willing to pay that much? And I was like, dude, I'm sure we were willing to spend that money on D hop. I'm just, I'm like, he just you guys had other close to getting a ring though. That's the difference. Yeah. Like dude, we're in the hardest division now in football and I'm you're sorry. rebuilding after the Brady era. Yeah. Like, sorry, we're not going to immediately find the next Tom Brady and it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Like it's it just not, but I, I think that, you know, at first I thought it was really dumb. I was like, why? I don't think Tannehill is that guy. Well, Tannehill's, Tannehill's not the quarterback. For the Titans? I'm pretty sure the starting quarterback is going to either be Will Levis or Malik Willis. I don't know if I like that. I think that's even worse than, to be honest. I like Tannehill more than them. Um, the other thing is, too, is with Derrick Henry being there, it's going to benefit both of them because it's going to – when teams played the Titans, they would just eight-box the defense against Henry. Now they can't do that because if you put a corner one-on-one with D-Hop, he will win. Every single time. Uh, Tannehill is still the key. Yeah, it's going to be Tannehill up front. Yeah. Um, oh. it, it's funny because D um, – I'm trying to look at who else is on the team. Why does it say Nicholas petit Friere is suspended? Because he got suspended six games for gambling. I forgot. Let me go into my rant. Let me go into my rant. Let me go okay. Into- okay. At first, it was confusing to me because I was like, I don't think I think he could have went to a better quarterback. I don't think Tannehill's that bad. I don't think Tannehill sucks. I just don't think Tannehill is like great. Um, the other the other issue, uh, this is like an issue and a good thing. It's Derrick Henry's offense, so he's going to get the majority of the ball the ball, which you had to know going into that. But the other time, it's also good for D Hop and it's good for Derrick Henry because you can't eight man box the defense against the Titans now and put a one on one corner on D Hop. He will win those routes every single fucking time. He's just too good. Now, he's not going to fly down the field 50 yards. He's too he's too old, but he's going to win five-yard routes every single time. So they're going to have to respect that. Jump balls. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. But you also have Traylon Burks, who is very fucking fast on the other end of the ball. He didn't really get utilized this year, or excuse me, last season. His speed down the field, D-hop running little five- to seven-yard routes, and Derrick Henry, all those things look good. But here's the very big issue, Zach. Three of five starting offensive linemen for the Tennessee Titans are not starting for them this year. They're going to have three backup linemen. That is very concerning. That is very concerning because that means, one, Diop, he's got to run quicker routes, and two, they're going to be all over Derrick Henry. 
it, there's got to – the way I look at it, and my dad made a good point too, is that if Diop waited a little bit longer, he could have went to the Kansas City Chiefs. He could have went to the Chiefs because they were getting rid of someone. They could have reformatted him a one-year deal. But I think there's something we don't know that they know, if that makes sense. I think there's something out there that we don't know that they know because there's got to be something intriguing enough that got D-Hop there. Bring back Taylor Lewan. No, he's gone. GG's. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back Will Compton. I just think that there's something – there, there's a trade or a guy. There's something behind the scenes that's going on that we don't know about that D, they told D-Hop, and D-Hop was like, I could get on board with this. Or he just – Liked Nick Grable. Mike Grable. Mike Grable. Sorry, what did I say his name was? Nick Grable. Nick Grable. Yes. It's his uh, evil cousin. It's his evil twin, actually. That's who. Okay, that's I, don't who wanna, I kind of want to look up to see if there is a Nick Grable. Wouldn't that be terrifying? Uh, there's a Nick Grable who's the VP, head of agile planning and governance. Good for you, Nick. Yeah. Also, yeah, Zach, here's another stat. Me. Here's another thing that uh, I saw on TV today. So with DeAndre Hopkins now in the lineup, he has the most amount of touchdowns amongst the receiving core, tight ends, you know, most receiving touchdowns on this team. You know who has the second most? Mike Vrabel from when he played in the NFL. Nice. He has the second most reception touchdowns. That's how big of a gap there is in their receiving core. Yeah. You know, you line up Mike Vrabel – and Dan Campbell right now, who you taking? Oh, that'd be those would be a monster matchup right there. That's a monster matchup. Whose knees given out first? That's a monster matchup. I did hear on Bustin' with the boys that Vrabel lifts with them and shit. Like he works out with them and stuff. I mean, I am sure you saw the hard knocks where Dan Campbell does like the spring training or spring training, the OTAs with the players, like he does all like the That's so hard, bro. That's so tough. I love that. Because he and he's just like if I can do it, you can do it. I love it. And he's drinking like 8,000 milligrams of caffeine a day. Yeah, definitely shooting up because he's retired now. And he's like, I need it for my knees that are no longer connected anymore. But yeah, but, overall, overall, Zach, what do you think? How do you think this this DeAndre Hopkins situation is going to play out? Like we said, it's not fully cemented, but it's like pretty damn close. Like you haven't taken her home yet, but. She's asking where you live after dinner, you know? I mean, he's I mean he's listed on the roster on ESPN's page, so I'm, it's got to be a done deal. Like, it's not like he's going to pull like a Carlos Correa where he's like, oh, yeah, I signed for like seven years, $122 millions for this team. Oh, psych. No, like another team just like happened off me the same contract or like my physical fell through and I'm going somewhere else. Like he's a Titan. It is what it is. Um, shout outs. Garrett, the intern, I'm sure he's happy about that. Yeah, he uh, gridiron Garrett's freaking gridiron, out. Iron Garrett is geeking over some D hop, but let's just see where it goes. You know, I always like when new things happen in the league. I like when there's always changes when teams get new players. You know, consistency is key for success, but consistency is very boring. It's very boring. Says the Patriots fan. Yes. Yes. See, what we did was we cycled new wide receivers to throw to, but yes, we kept everything yes. else's name. Yes. Um, what, we, what we did was we just threw out new scandals. Like, you see, our owner didn't want to get jerked off by an Asian masseuse place. We just had to make it he happen. He had to. He had to. Yeah, we had, he had to. Yes. See, that's what you're failing to understand. See, Roger Goodell secretly has a meeting every year 
with all the coaches and players. And he goes, guys, we need at least 36 headlines throughout the year before people start finding out that we're rigging all the games with the scripts. So Arian Foster tried to expose our scripts. So what we got to do now is we just got to come up with fake shit. So Petit Friere stepped up big. You know, he took the suspension <laughs> for gambling. He he stepped up. He was like, bro, he's like, suspend me like six games. Let me get like eight Pro Bowls. And they were like. Yeah, so can we actually speak on that real quick before we dive into this running back situation that's happening in the NFL? What are your yeah. thoughts on this whole gambling situation going on? So uh, my opinion is I think I, I think that – so personally, personally, I think you should be allowed to bet on yourself, but you shouldn't be allowed to bet against yourself. Like I think, for example, if I'm Calvin Ridley, I should be able to bet Atlanta Falcons or, or Calvin Ridley is going to get – plus 150 receiving yards. You should be able to bet for yourself, but you shouldn't be able to say, I'm getting under 100 and then drop passes. That'll never happen regardless. So I think that if you're a professional athlete, I think you should be able to bet on other professional sports, just not your own. I think it's kind of ridiculous that people in your organization and and your family members and all these other people can bet and make millions of dollars off of your name, but you can't make shit. You know, and you can't, just because I'm so good at my sport, I can't bet on a basketball game. I think that's very fucking stupid. Um, I, I And I also think it's very dumb that, like, you get guys that, like, Calvin Ridley, who misses a whole year, you know, for gambling, on, what, $1,000 worth of gambling? That's it? Miss a whole year? And then Alvin oh, Kamara... No. Yeah, oh. exactly. And then Alvin Kamara goes and beats the fuck out of a dude before the Pro Bowl, and he's not even suspended yet. So, like... Where, where allegedly, 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 where's the line? Like, where's the line? Uh, I'm in complete agreement where I believe you're able to bet on yourself. Like, I believe if you're going to go over, uh, betting against yourself or betting against your team is not allowed. Um, especially when it comes to other sports. Look, I understand there's insider information, but your insider information shouldn't be used to be like, hey, if I know our game plan is going to be. Like, we're not, like, if my, let's say, like, I'm in the NFL and they post my line, it's, like, over 85 receiving yards, and I know our game plan, they're going to throw me the ball a lot. Yeah, I'm going to bet on myself to make those catches. I'm going to bet on me getting the over on yards there. But if my line's, like, at, like, 85 yards and I know, like, hey, like, they think I'm going to get that much, but I know we only have, like, six plays drawn for me, or, like, I actually have a tough draw, or I'm dealing with an injury that no one knows about, then I'm not going to bet against myself. Like, that shouldn't be right. And I... I guess they're like presumption with it is like since all athletes are under like the same umbrella that like their connections are good where you yeah, can just like all like friends somehow or something like that. Yeah. Like, Oh dude, like, yo, go ask your NBA boy. Like how's the shot? Like, do we know if, whether I should yeah. bet on the overall rebounds tonight? Like who get like, so what? Cause you know, what's even crazier. You know, what's not illegal how politicians can bet on stock option trading yeah, when they yeah. literally control yeah. when like they have people that they know personally, whether or not their stocks are going to do well or not. And they're just there's, like, there's a Twitter account that follows all of Nancy Pelosi's stocks. Yeah. Because she was like, nah, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, but I can't gamble. Yeah. It's, I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid too. It's like, it goes back to like, like, you know, I know this is a dumb comparison, but I don't think it's that dumb. It's like the weed stuff. Like yeah, if you play, if you're if you're on the roster, you can't smoke weed. But if I'm the owner of the team, I can smoke it every fucking day. You know, like it's just like, it's really stupid. I, I don't. I think you should be able to bet on yourself. They're never gonna let that happen. I think 
the great fine line is you just can't bet on your own sport. Like, like if I'm fucking Tom Brady and I want to throw a couple bucks on McGregor, I should, that has no correlation whatsoever. That has no correlation. You know what I mean? It's stupid. I just don't get why everyone else can make money, but since you're so good at what you do, you're not allowed to, you know, it it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Since when, that is the most un-American thing I've ever heard. You're good (laughs) at making money, so you can't make more. Yeah. How's that my problem? Yeah, it's it's fucking it's fucking problem? dumb, dude. It's fucking dumb. But yeah, I, I just think it's stupid. The, the other thing that I think is really weird right now when we're talking about Wait, can, pod, can UFC fighters bet on other UFC fights? No, you that's what that's what happened with James Krause thing. No, 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 not coaches, but like no, fight I'm I'm like almost guaranteed fighters can't. And that's why um that's why like Cowboy and all these people they lost all their sponsorships with like DraftKings and stuff. They're not allowed to promote their picks anymore. What about retired athletes? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're retired. See, but what's the difference? If I... What if... Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if I'm injured and I retire and I bet and then when I'm uninjured, I unretire? Yeah, I don't know. I think there's definitely fucking loopholes. There's definitely loopholes. I get around it. I just think it's stupid. I think end of, end of the day... I think it's all fucking dumb. That's just my personal I, opinion. Indeed. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's cool. money. Yeah, there is money to be made in gambling and on the field. Hundred percent. Let's go into this this rant uh, real quick. With we have going on with the NFL running back situation, where they're all kind of like on strike. Would you say? I wouldn't call it a strike. I would call it a how. What's the best way I can turn this into a joke? It's very Mean Girls-esque. They're they're dropping their... What what was that book called? I know you're talking about. What Was it just called the Mean Girls book? I don't remember. While you look for that, let me read this. This is what I found yesterday on Twitter, and I think it's kind of fucking insane. Bajan Robinson will make $13,719,844 in total cash this season as a rookie which is the most of any running back this year. No running back is even within $1.5 million of this grand total. Josh Jacobs, who led the NFL in rushing last season, will make over $3.5 million less in total cash this season. Derrick Henry, who has the most rushing yards of any current running back, will make over $3.2 million less in total cash this season. Melvin Gordon said recently that he believes everyone, quote-unquote, followed suit after Sean McVay, Rams head coach, said he would never pay a big running back more pay a running back big money again. The Falcons rookie running back hasn't even taken a snap yet and is going to make more in total cash than any other running back in the NFL. And that is leading for guys such as Derrick Henry. And excuse me, not Derrick Henry. Such as, you know, Dalvin Cook holding out. You have Saquon Barkley holding out. You have, um, who else is it? You know, all these people holding out. What? I just got some mail. I don't know. But um, but yeah, so what are your thoughts on this, Zach? What what exactly is going on? I don't know the full the full length of it. And and just, you know, just I feel like this is something you know a little bit better than I do. I just think it's there's a lot of we're in a weird time to be a running back. Yeah, so let's here's there's a multitude of things that play into this. And honestly, at the beginning, I'm I'm full I was fully for like the running backs demanding more money and like getting paid their worth. But 
the reality of the issue is the shelf life for running backs just isn't that profitable. It really isn't. I'm pretty sure the average shelf life for a running back is like three and a half years. Um, you just take too much damage. And another thing is people are bringing up like the kicker running back comparison where like, yeah, like Kyle, uh, like what's his name? Chris, uh, Justin Tucker. Justin like Tucker. If, you, if you look at the comparisons, like who would you rather take Justin Tucker or any, or Saquon Barkley? And there was like a huge Twitter age with that, but it's like, Points, points average wise and like consistency, like you need Justin Tucker because that's a third of your game. Like he will literally score you more points in a season than any running back will. Isn't he one like, of the most scoring players ever? I mean, he's got to be close. I know, like when it comes to most scoring players ever, kickers are like at the top of the list just because yeah, they play. It, exactly. And the thing is, too, is is you're not going to ever have an issue where Justin Tucker gets a big hit or hits the hole and tears his ACL. Yeah. yeah. By the way, um, I just found this, so let's go through it. Just to prove my point, every bowl, every Super Bowl winning team since two thousand nine, you let's go through it and look at their running backs' base salary. Okay, in two thousand nine, the Saints won the Super Bowl. Their running back was Pierre Thomas. He made four hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's what his contract. That season. That season. That season. Okay. In two thousand ten, the Packers won it all. James Starks was the running back. Three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. 2011 was the Giants, Ahmad Bradshaw, 1.5 million. 2012 was the Ravens, Ray Rice, 2 million. 2013 Seahawks, Percy Harvin, 2.5 million. 2014 Patriots, LeGarrette Blunt, $730,000. 2015 Broncos, CJ Anderson, $585,000. 2016 Patriots, LeGarrette Blunt again, 760000 2017 Eagles, LeGarrette Blunt again, his name was just balling. Yeah, this guy's got ball. we got rings, dude. Yeah, uh, nine hundred thousand dollars. Uh, twenty eighteen Patriots, Sony Michelle, four hundred eighty thousand dollars. Twenty nineteen Chiefs, Damian Williams, one one point zero five million dollars. Twenty twenty Bucks, Leonard Fournette, two million dollars. Twenty twenty one Rams, Cam Makers, one point one seven one million dollars. And twenty twenty two was like, I'm pretty sure in twenty twenty two, the who, who won it last year? The Chiefs. 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 Was Isaiah Pacheco? They were rookie. Not only that, Isaiah Pacheco and Isaiah McKinnon didn't even combine for a thousand yards rushing. So every Super Bowl winning team since 2009 was not a running back dominant team. Mm -hmm. And they paid them on average less than a million dollars. So why, if the proof is in the pudding, what, what are we doing here? This is my thing is like, is you're right. It it doesn't have to do. I'm not trying to discredit running personal. Backs exactly. Yeah. The running backs are taking it personal. It's not that they don't think you're good. It's you're that, why am I going to give you this much money when I can fit two or three other guys in the system for half the price, get pretty damn close, same results. And also I don't even know if I have you for five years. Look at the best running backs. Christian McCaffrey has been injured. Saquon Barkley has been injured. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook's been injured. Derek Henry has been injured. Like you, you play a position where Nick Chubb, Dominic, like, you, you you've been in situ you're you're in a situation where large grown men are diving at your legs you're gonna get injured so it's like yeah you're gonna get you're not gonna make as much money but can we not act like 1.5 million dollars isn't a lot of fucking money like yeah and i look i get it it's just not a lot compared to what your other player players are earning but 
you know, this isn't like the 1940s where your quarterback couldn't throw a ball 20 yards downfield and you needed like Eric Dickerson to just absolutely body 11 minutes at a time to run through everyone. Like everyone's like the same athlete. Like you're only going to get like explosive. Like what I don't really see anymore is you're not going to have your like Marshawn Lynch, like beast mode runs anymore. Like you're not going to see that. It's too hard. Yeah. Like it's not possible to just recreate and reproduce like that consistency at the running back position and to win games. It's proven that quarterbacks are going like in this day and age are going to win. We talked, we had that clip we posted where like we talk about like the cycle of life in football. Like, look, we're going to get to a point in time where the running back position is going to have a higher demand and they're going to be needed more. But right now, that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. You look at you look at some of the most profitable running backs right now who aren't even technically running backs. Cordell Patterson. You want to know why? Because you can line them up in the slot. You can put them at receiver. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey yeah. catches balls in the backfield. Technically used as a receiver. Like. They're such good. They're so good at being like diverse in their game where they're not so one dimensional. If you can pass block, if you can go for straight, like if you can pass catch, if you can die, like diagnose plays, like if you just know how to read your hole, like there's so many other things that go into being running back other than just running the ball. Like we're just not in that need more. Like, and I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, why would I pay? a running back stupid money when I could just save that money and get a free agent acquisition or bolster up my bolster up my O line. Look what the Cowboys did years back where like every running back they had seemed like God sent. And then they come to find so good. Yeah. And then guess what? That running back would go to another team. Oh, you don't have five hall of fame offensive linemen and you're not a hall of famer. Holy shit. Like, Oh my God. Another aspect of it too, Zach is like, I, why am I going to pay you? Two million, where I can get two running backs for a million each, and just rotate them, and then that even helps their shelf life. Yeah, and I like, and this isn't to discredit because I'm not saying the cream of the crop is that far removed from like the middle of the pack, but I'm pretty sure you can go. Not pretty sure, but you know there are some running backs out there like Zach Chardonnay for the Jets, who was like literally a third string running back, and they didn't even realize he was as good as he was till they two guys before him got injured. And guess what? Produced the same results. Yeah. And then they were like, holy shit. They're like, why not just stop paying our running back? And hey, go Tony Pollard just outshined Zeke last year. Yeah. By the way, Zeke's last snap as a Cowboy was at center. Yeah. He's probably asking for too much money because he deserves to be on a team, but he's definitely probably asking for too much money. And they're like, fullback. So we're in this, we're in this situation now where we're in a weird period where there's like no running backs. What do you think? Not what do you think should happen? What do you think is going to happen? Um, rest in peace, Mike Leach. Uh, teams start adopting the air raid. Adapt or die, bitches. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying what do you think is going to happen with these running backs? You think they're going to hold out and then not play? Like, what do you, like something's got to happen because I think it's what by August they need to have something cemented. I think August, uh, July 31st is like the last day. I can promise you this. It will be a cold day in hell before we just stop playing NFL football games on Sunday. No, no, no. We're, talk, we're talking about those running backs. Oh, they're going to play. They're, I, they're, what, I wanna, what I'm asking you is what do you think is going to happen that's going to settle and make both parties happy? Um, it, Right now, the running backs are in a position where they think they're they think they're the girlfriend of the number one prospect where they're like, we made it. <laughs> Yeah, we made it, and it's like, no, 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 no. I made it. <laughs> it's like, know your place. The best, That's what's gonna happen. the best is the picture of Russell Wilson getting drafted, and his girlfriend's like, 
<laughs> and now he's with fucking that, Sierra. That, that's literally what it is. Because let, let, let's be honest, uh, the teams are just going to go, hey, who wants to play this season? And every other person that's every not backup pitching, running back in the league is like me. Me, please. Yeah. They're like, I'll do it for free. Honestly, yeah. like, like, I don't care. Like, just pay me something. They're like, I just want to keep playing football where it's profitable to myself. Because let's be honest, these uh, I'm not blaming the running backs for bitching. Like, do whatever you can to like get paid your worth. I'm I'm saying, but at the same time, like, n- know that you are replaceable. Yeah, like, be realistic. Are, be realistic. Yeah, like it's okay to push the envelope, but if you piss off, you piss off your management and ownership, they will find viable replacements. They like they'll they'll find they they will turn into Dana White. Yeah. I promise. You, yeah, you'll you'll start signing contracts where it's like you get thirty thousand dollars for a touchdown. How about that? How about that? Put up put up some points. You think, so you think you think this is just one of those things that's gonna go away pretty quick? You know what? Honestly, honestly, it's weird. Just, We're gonna. It's like a weird. Turn, it's like a weird like thing. Make. I would just start turning. Like if you're a running back right now, try to get your contract primarily incentive based. I know that's extremely risky, but if you're betting on yourself, you think you're that good to where you are going to put up the money, like the numbers to be paid your worth, make it incentive based. I know that's terrible for you. Cause you're like, Oh, but like, what if I get injured or what if this We're like, well, yeah. What if the, why, why do you, why do you think they don't want to pay you? Because, because of those you're going to get injured. Yeah. Because of the yeah, exact yeah. same fucking reasons. Yeah. For the exact same reason you want a lot of money is the exact same reason that they're not paying you a lot of money. Cause it's just not a, vi- it's not a viable way to go about the business. Yeah, it's not. And they don't realistically, they don't really need you. Yeah. Would the Chiefs love to have Saquon Barkley on their team? Hell yeah. Do they need him? No. 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 The Vikings literally just looked at Dalvin Cook and they were like, get lost. But- I got um I got right before we wrap up this pod, there's one more um there's one more talking point I want to bring up. I need to find it real quick. By the way, back to MMA real quick while you find that thing. Did you see that amateur fight that got stopped because the dude's cup fell out? Yes, that was a flex fight series fight. Yeah. We're done. We're done. By the way, how? How? How, Sway? How did your cup fall out? You ever yeah. had that problem? Never I don't think I've ever had that problem. Let me – I think it's – I just want to make sure I have his name right before I go on a rant bashing him. The only other thing I'll say uh, – Okay, I okay. Uh, it's on Paul Feinbaum. On Paul oh, Feinbaum. Feinbaum. Paul he Feinbaum. Me, he follows me on Twitter. <laughs> he said Nick Saban's legacy will be, t- will be ruined if Alabama misses the college football playoff this season. He said all the work and everything Nick Saban did will be thrown out the window if they don't make the playoff this year. I just don't see how you could say that. I just don't see how you can you could say that. It's pretty a uh, ludicrous statement, if you ask me. It's very clickbait statement, if you ask me. But let's dive on into this real quick, just to just to prove ourselves. So while he has been in Alabama, sorry, not Paul Fennebaum, Mike Tannebaum, but dumbass. But continue. 
while he's been in Alabama. I'm trying to see. There's a, usually like a chart thing. I'm trying to find the chart thing. Why can't I find the chart thing? Okay, here we go. While in Alabama, he is. What does the blue mean? They make this thing very, very difficult to understand. Okay. So blue means division title. Okay. He won one, two, three, four, five, six national titles and was in one, two, three, four other years that they were in the SEC championship and didn't win a national title. And also won their division one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen times. With a combined record while at Alabama of 109 and 18. And you're telling me his record will be tainted. That's just clickbait to me. I'm sorry. There's a horrible, horrible mindset in sports, and it's not just football, it's in the sports world in general, where we only think about what happened in the past like five years. Like we have very short minds, when in reality it's like, yeah, Georgia overcame Nick Saban the last two years. What about the last 15 years when they couldn't even win the SEC championship? Yeah. You know, like. I understand. Okay. Here's how I see it. SEC creates championships, brother. Here's how I see it. You could make the argument that he won't go down as one of the better coaches in the NIL era thus far. Like, sure. He dominated his era of football, but we're kind of approaching that new era of like NIL. Sure. Make that argument all you want. But when it comes eleven and two last year, like yeah, like it, it, he's so good that you have to win championships or it's a failure. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. Like, how many how many Division One football teams are there? Like 140. What's his? What's like the statistical odds of like winning that many championships? Less than 0.1 percent, brother. Yeah. So. Tainted? I don't think so. Yeah. And if you think about it, I think they got fucking robbed in the Tennessee game. I think that was all officiating fucking robbing. 111 yards of penalties for Nick Saban, Alabama team. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. There. College football is in a very exciting state right now. I'm not saying this just as a Florida State fan because we will be winning the Natty this year. We will win the Natty, yes. We will win that. Um, but regardless of my predictions, um, I do think the NIL like era has some polishing out to do because it is free agency. Like let's they rushed honest. into it. We said this a million times. They should have started off small and built their way up, and instead they went from zero to one hundred. Yeah, which hey, you live and you die by it. Um, technically, it's not a failing product, so there's no nothing wrong with it. Um, but at the same time, it does have its flaws. And it's it's going to take some adjusting. Like Nick Saban was unbelievably successful for a very long long time, and eleven and two is still successful for those at home or have never coached a football team in the SEC, winning the Sugar yeah. Bowl. Yeah, the only time I would consider eleven and two unsuccessful is if I was doing like my NCAA dynasty, which um, I believe it's that time of the year again. Where yeah, uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. I, I've started it. I wouldn't say I'm having my like cravings yet, but I'll, I'll be caught like lost in thought and I'll just like have a road to glory moment where I'll throw like 
some I'll, I'll have some play like vividly pop up into my mind and I'll like know what receiver I'll hit and I'll be like, oh my God, like, oh shit. I'll be like, time to go back. Which by the way, if, the in, if EA fumbles the bag on this new NCAA game, uh, I, I, I'll just give up. I'll, yeah, I'll just play. I'll be, I'll be uh, very upset. But yeah, Zach, that's pretty much everything to wrap up our random sports pod number three. Do you have any final comments or statements? Yeah. Yeah, uh, video of the week for me personally, and I also want to do a little uh, draft because we didn't do a draft for this pop, but I, I feel a draft is very necessary. I like that. Um, did you see the video of McGregor's guy in the Ultimate Fighter? With the knockout with the overhand? And the double hammer fist just donkey yeah. yeah, spiking his head. By the way, um, legendary if I may add, just def- imagine like being half conscious and you just see a guy like launch down on you with double hammer fists. I, I think you just like, you just pray to God you don't die. Um, do, you have, was- uh, do you have an idea for a draft? Or I do. You- okay, um, so I saw this tweet and it was really funny. Um, and it was like, the way the tweet started is it was like, dude, being gay isn't even like top 40 gayest things you can do as a guy. So uh, I don't think we should do this one. No, but I have a, no, I have a, I have a, I have a spinoff of it. Most unmanly things a guy can do. Mm, mm, Okay. Um, I was, you know, I'm going to let you get the first pick because I already have two in my mind that I'm going to let you think of. Um, but because I, I was thinking about this, and I, there were a lot that came to mind. Okay. Like, so unmanly. most unmanly thing a man can do. Like when you see your friend, like if your friend were to do it, you'd be like, bro. Okay. Come on. Um, let me go with, let me go with, um, damn. How about you start so I can get on the same rhythm? All right. Dabbing your pizza with a napkin. Yes. Yes. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you dabble your grease off with a napkin. Eat it like a man. Get cancer like a man. Checking checking your nails this way over the nail instead Ooh. of under the nail. Ooh. Checking your nails over okay. instead of under. Okay. Okay. All right. Are we doing snake draft style or are you going again? No, no, no. You got it. You got it. All right. All right. All right. Um, carrying an umbrella when you're not with a girl. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Is, Is it raining? Man? Is it raining? I don't care. Get wet. <laughs> You don't need an umbrella. I've never seen a man look cool when he's the one just carrying an umbrella. Either A, wear a, wear, wear a, either Went get wet or wear a rain jacket. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. But if you carry an umbrella with you, you have a problem. I'm sorry. I don't make the uh, rules. But, uh, the thing is, like, I know if, if I wasn't on the spot, I could think of a hundred. Carrying an umbrella, that's a good one. Um, so what is it? So unmanly, what, what is it again? Most unmanliest things a man can do. You know what I'm thinking of? Think of the Barcelona videos where it's like, be a man. Yeah, most unmanly things a man can do. Um, gosh, dude, I don't know. I'm drawing blanks right now. I think I got one more. I mean, I got one more. I got one more solid one. My fifth, maybe. I would say, um, I would say, uh, carrying a satchel, Ooh. having a satchel instead of a backpack, like a satchel. Yeah. 
You need to tell yeah. everyone it's not a purse, that it's a satchel. Mm-hmm. The the reaffirmation to yeah, the yeah, yeah, carrying a satchel. Yeah. Um not knowing how to swim. Okay, I could see that. I yeah. could see that. There, uh, our planet is two thirds water. You should probably learn how to move in it. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that one. I'm gonna say not knowing how to change a tire. Ooh. Yeah, that's very unmanly. Very unmanly. Oh, I got more now that we're going. I could do five. Yeah. What are, what are we at now? How many do I have? Uh, four. We're at three each. We're at three each. We're at three each. Shit. See, this is where my mind kind of like. Uh, I could snake it. I could snake it if you want. Oh, wait. No. No. I feel like. Nah, you you go. You I need I need some inspiration. Not having callus on your hand. Ooh, smooth hand boy. Smooth hands. You got you got soft hands, brother. Yeah. Smooth slash soft hands. Oh, you work a twenty hour day. I remember yeah. my days were twenty <laughs> hours. Um. Ooh, you using a sleep mask. <laughs> Using a sleep mask. I think that you're a man. You can fall asleep anywhere. I use a sleep mask. Ah, see? Not a man. <laughs> I use a sleep mask. Not a man. All right, Zach, you one more. Or actually. Yeah, you go. Then I'll, I'll, I I'll had, oh, not knowing how to throw a ball. Ooh. Not knowing how to throw Ooh. a ball. Ooh. Shit. Damn, that's good. What's like a man's man thing? Oh, oh shit! Being scared of dogs. <laughs> oh, if yeah. you're scared of dog, yeah. if you're scared of dogs, yeah. you're a bitch. That's literally man's best friend. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, that's everything for us today, guys. Uh, Random sports podcast number three. Zach, thank you for your time. We will be back tomorrow with a special guest podcast. Ooh.